Hi friends, welcome to the Stories We Tell podcast. We created this podcast as an avenue to illustrate the stories that shape our lives, the struggles, the triumph, and the in-between. Each week, we are going to be talking about topics like relationships, life transitions, and current culture. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hi guys, welcome back to episode two of the Stories We Tell with your hosts, Jeffrica and... Amorous Ammo. Um, we're so excited you decided <laughs> to join us again as we talk through the journey of life that we're on. And as we said last week, this is a very live experience. As we experience God and the things that happen in our lives, we want to share those moments. Um, and so we actually have a real live example of that on this episode that I want to share with you guys and just become a little bit more open with how God's leading, how he's providing, what he's showing. And um, want to share something good news with you from this week. So as I said in the last episode, we we're talking about our goals and the things that we want to do this year and the dreams that we have and things that we're believing God for. And one of mine was a career home. That's something that I've been wanting and desiring and trusting God for. I said that on Saturday and on Monday, I actually had a final interview with this company that I've been talking to. <laughs> Let me tell you this. In the interview, towards the end of the interview, the lady goes, to be honest with you, I want to bring you on our team and I want to see you in offer today. So we go from an interview at like one o'clock. Within four hours, I had an offer in my email. Um, I had all the paperwork and everything set up, Um, not to mention the best offer of my career so far, Um, Not even in just salary, but in benefits and the team and things that's provided and opportunities just in above and beyond uh, type of situation. And so I want to share that because this is how God flows. This is how God moves in my life and and Emerson's as well. Um, A lot of times it may look like on the outside for people that aren't very uh, close or in tune, it can seem like very random things that's happening or quick decisions that I'm making, but this is how quick God moves in our lives sometimes, where it goes from Saturday, I'm believing and praying God, to Monday, the blessing is here. It's not always that quick, let me tell you. So <laughs> it's not always that quick. There's but we will accept it when it is. <laughs> yes, we will. There's still some things that are still waiting, but when he does work like that, I want to share what that looks like. So um, you can get an idea of how God responds and how he moves. Um, and so that was just one example. I was like, Amherst, we have to share that this week. It just happened. And I, yeah. you know, I want to share that and give people insight into what that looks like when following God. Um, another yeah. thing that we definitely want to talk about on this episode, um, we hit on it a little bit last week and just talking about the will of God. Um, so many times, you know, I, I hear and have conversations with people and people always want to know, you know, what's my purpose or calling or how do I know if I'm in the will of God? What does that look like? And I think as humans, it's so easy for us to overcomplicate things when it comes to God. <laughs> um, personal experience, like things that I've learned as I have gotten more intimate with God, it's like he's very simplistic. Like in the way that he moves and the things that he teaches us, it's they're really simple concepts, but we overcomplicate everything. Um, and so just want to talk through, you know, today what that looks like being in God's will, how we've kind of figured out what that is for our lives, how we discovered that, um, and just things that, you know, we want to share and, and to kind of give some insight and encouragement as to how we have experienced God and learned you know, what purposes we have and gifts that we have and how it shows up in the day-to-day lives. Um, So to get started, 
I will start out by saying, I believe for me, um, for my experience, how I've seen God in specifically when it comes to purpose and will is that I think that it changes. Not that, not to mean like the concept totally changes or like your purpose changes, but I think it's dependent upon the season that you're in. Um, for me personally, what, what God's will is for me now looks different than what it looked like three years ago or even six months ago. Um, and so I, I think that's something that we should take note of, of like, it can look different in different seasons of life. And when different circumstances may change in life, it may change, you know, what you're supposed to be doing in that moment. Um, we touched on it a little bit. I, I'll share the story about Mexico and what all happened last year with that. Um, we'll dive into that a little bit more and, and definitely um, give Amherst an opportunity to share how she has experienced um, different seasons of her life and, and God's will too. So to start out, where should we start? This Mexico story is so so long, but I, yeah, I think start with just like uh, it is really long. So just hit the high points of everything. Okay. But but I want you to talk about like how in depth and how serious this whole thing was, yeah. um, and kind of those moments of what you did to prepare. And oh God, stop! Getting <laughs> <in> my trash. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's just start with how this came up. I remember um, it was probably back in the end of 2021. It was the end of 2021. I remember being uh, in my apartment and I was actually baking some sweet potato pies because it was around Thanksgiving and I was making my pies for the holidays. And it had been a thought that crossed my mind on and off of like, I'm pretty flexible and free in my life and I love to travel and I want to experience something different. And so I started thinking, you know, if I could live anywhere in the world from the places I've been to or maybe things that I'm interested in, where would I want to live? Because I, I kind of have that option to do that because I was working remotely, still am working remotely and just wanted to try something different and also wanted to expedite some goals that I had for myself, specifically financially. Um, and so I wanted to be conscious of that when picking a place. I wanted it to be somewhere that made sense financially and then somewhere that I could enjoy and explore culture. So that's kind of how it came up. I started thinking about that of like, man, I'm sitting here in South Carolina and I could be sitting anywhere working from my computer. You know, what does that look like? Um, and so that's where it started. And I just started researching, honestly, like I'm a researcher. I love to read and look up videos and just learn everything that I can if, if I'm about to make a decision about something. And Mexico was never on the map, but for some reason, as I was looking at more expat families and people that have moved abroad, I kept seeing this particular city uh, within Mexico, this particular place called Merida. And it kept popping up in my research and in my YouTube videos. And I just kept reading and learning more about it. And I was like, wow, like everybody has so many great things to say about this place. I want to check it out. Um, and so that's really what started the search, how I landed on this country. It, it seemed so random. Um, but after I found it, I was like, okay, that, that makes sense with my goals and it aligns with, you know, what I want to do. And like, why, why not? Let's try it out. But before I was ever going to live anywhere, I definitely wanted to visit first. Like, that was a big part. I can't just up and leave and decide to live there. I'm like, I need to take a visit. I need to take an exploratory trip and see what it's like there and get a feel for it myself. 
Um, and so that was the next step after I decided, okay, I think it could be Mexico. <laughs> like, I, let's excite, you know, explore that and see what it looks like. And so um, last year, 2022, it was like February of last year, I decided to go visit Merida. Um, and I went there and I stayed for a month in Mexico to, to get a feel of life there, to get a feel of culture and people and safety and just all the things that I read. I wanted to see if it was true for me because I'm a person that likes to make decisions um, based on what it feels like. Um, and if I have peace there, you know, and if I feel safe there and comfortable there. And so I went and stayed in Mexico for a month and it was a beautiful experience. It was a great journey. I, I met a lot of people. Um, I had some contacts there that I met with. I met with a realtor while I was there. There was this guy that I stayed with at his um, family's Airbnb. He was a great connection that really connected me with other people there and gave me a lot of information. And so once I was there and getting ready to leave, I was like, okay, this is a place that I could see myself living and being like the people were so warm and embracing and everywhere I went, they were like, welcome to our country. We're so happy that you're here. Like the Mexican men, they love them some black women. Let me tell you, <laughs> I felt like a celebrity. Like they were so welcoming. Even the women, it was so strange on one of my trips that I went on, I went to do like an exploratory thing in the city to go to cenotes. And <laughs> I was on one of the trips and the girl asked me, she was like, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, what? take a picture what do you mean like I was so shocked it happened a couple of times they wanted to take pictures with me one person thought I was like Venus or Serena Williams like <laughs> they thought I was a celebrity it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun like they really like welcomed me made me feel warm uh and and safe there um and so I was like cool I came back I was like this feels like a place that I could explore and want to live there. And so I came back home a month later and started making plans for this move. And and when you say making plans, <laughs> I do mean the girl was making plans. Like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, tell us what you did. This is crazy. Action, action plan. So I came back the middle of March. My lease was going to be renewed the beginning of May. So I'm like, I got to make a decision. Am I renewing it or am I going? Like, what we're we about to do here? And so it was real quick, um, meaning I came back. And actually, this one part, while I was in Mexico, I typed up because I needed to give like a 60-day notice. It was already March. I had to give a notice before May. While I was in Mexico, I typed up the note to my landlord. And I'm like, hey, I will not be renewing my lease. <laughs> Step of fate. I had no idea where I was going to live. I didn't have anything all the things. I sent that while I was in Mexico, came back home, started making plans of getting ready to leave. I was like, well, I told her I'm leaving. I got to be out of here in the next 60 plus days. Um, and so what that looked like was me getting rid of everything I own, like packing up my entire apartment. Um, luckily, one of my cousins, my younger cousin was getting ready to move into her first apartment. So there was one day her parents came over and they literally loaded up a U-Haul with all my stuff. I gave it all to her so that she could furnish her first apartment and then, you know, started making arrangements of counsel and everything and getting all the accounts closed and like just every step you would need to take when you're getting ready to leave. I didn't know what that looked like. So I was still doing research of like, what do I need to consider? Like, What, what things do I need to do and all of this? So that's what it looked like of giving away everything. Um, making preparation for that. Um, and in my mind, 
I was thinking like, okay, maybe summertime I'll go there. Like I, the target date kept moving because I was kind of flexible. I didn't really have an exact date. I was like, okay, maybe I'll go in the summertime, save up some money and um, be prepared to do that. So I moved out of my apartment. I went to go stay with my cousin um, for the month of May. I stayed with her in May. And at the time, like during that month, I was like, okay, I don't think I need to do it in June. Like it felt rushed. Again, God, God leading me. Yeah. Like it didn't feel peaceful to move so quickly. I'm like, okay, I'm not ready yet. But in the month of May, I had to make another decision of like, I'm already out here in the boat. We may as well keep walking on the water. And so in May, I decided to sell my car. I'm like, I'm not taking a car with me to Mexico. Um, I don't want to put anything in storage. I, you know, I just thinking about all the logistical things of trying to keep it didn't make sense. So I got on Carvana. I didn't know how to sell a car. I didn't know where to go, where to look. I just started researching. So I ended up going with Carvana. Thankfully, I sold it last year before they went bankrupt. Um, so I got my coins last right. year. <laughs> right. So I Crazy. sold my car in May um, and then ended up coming down to Florida at the beginning of June. Um, because in my mind, it's like, let me make a stop in Florida before I get ready to go to Mexico. It's a little bit closer, like making my trek down to yeah. Mexico. I had some family here I wanted to see and stay with for a couple of months. And then I was like, okay, I'll leave Florida and go to Mexico. Um, all along the way, these, these are my thoughts and my plans. And I'm like, okay, I, I feel peace about things that I'm doing. I don't feel like I need to stop or wait or anything. And so that's why I'm just progressing with it. I'm going with it. And so I get down here in Florida. I'm here uh, for a couple of months, <clears throat> still making plans. I moved down here to Florida with like five suitcases. All of my belongings, every all of my worldly possessions I had were in five suitcases and like a container. That's all I had. And um, I got here and was just enjoying my time here for a couple of months. Um, I think it was in... At this point, I had pushed my date out. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave in August. Was it August? September. It was Labor Day weekend. I was like, okay. Labor Day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Labor Day weekend. I was like, okay, I'm going to go Labor Day weekend so I can have that time to look at places when I get there. And so I reserved um, time with the realtor that I met with when I was there. I called her up. I was like, hey, I'm coming to Merida in September. Can you reserve this week for me so that we can look at some rental properties while I'm there and find me a place? booked her time, sent her a deposit, got on her calendar, that's done. I reached back out to my guy that I stayed with at his Airbnb. I was like, hey, I'm coming back to Merida <laughs> the week of uh, first week of September. You know, can you hold a room for me for a few days until I find a spot? So booked the Airbnb with him, like that's done. Um, and then I, I think it was in August, the first week of August, I booked my flight. And one way, one way flight to Merida, booked, all done. And I'll never forget that day. That day was that day was me feeling fear in the moment and doing it anyway of like, oh, my God, I'm really about to yeah. do this. Um, and I remember talking to you that day and giving you a call. And I was like, my heart's racing. <laughs> this is the moment. It's becoming real for me. And so by, I would say, middle of August, everything was booked, flights and Airbnb and the week with my realtor to go look at stuff. It was all booked. Um, I also had an appointment to go through and complete uh, global entry. And so this was like August, it was like August 18th or 19th. I had an appointment um, to go down to Miami to do my interview so I can get my global entry done. Again, just checking things off the list. And so I go down to Miami that weekend 
And I was like, I'm just gonna spend the weekend down here and hang out. Um, so I do my interview, I get my global entry thing done, I get my number and all of that. While I'm in Miami, uh, the same day, I get a phone call from the family that I'm visiting here. Um, and she tells me that she actually has to have emergency eye surgery. So she's like, hey, I just went for a visit at the doctor's office. I ended up having to have surgery. So I'm headed down to Miami now with my friend. Um, you know, she was just giving me an update. And at the moment, I didn't know like how serious it was. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm down here. I'll go see you whenever you get there. Let me know when your surgery is or whatever. Um, and then later on that night, it was the Friday night. I'll never forget. I was in my Uber going to dinner. I get a text from her husband saying, hey, she has to have surgery. It's pretty serious. She'll probably be out of work for about six to eight weeks and will, you know, need help and assistance or whatever around the house and all of this. And when I read the text in the moment, I said out loud, I'm not going to Mexico. Like I immediately knew it was no thinking of like praying or contemplating. It's like, I'm not going to Mexico. Knew it in my moment. And it was such peace. It was such just assurance of like, that's not happening. And so I get up the next day, which is Saturday, the day she has the surgery. I'm up at like 6 a.m. I go online, I cancel my Airbnb. I send a note to him. Um, I send a message to the realtor. I'm telling her like, I have to cancel our week. I'm not coming anymore. Can you hold it for me? Um, and I also cancel my flight. Um, within that same day, everything's canceled. And I, I know I'm not supposed to go. And I send her a text. I was like, hey, you know, don't worry about anything. Um, I'm not going to Mexico. I'm not going to leave you, you know, in this position. I'll be here and we'll be able to, you know, we'll get through it together, essentially. And so that all happened that weekend was literally two weeks before I was supposed to get on the plane and be out of here. Um, but the redirect, right? We talked about that a little bit last week of how God redirects things um, and how it's not always um, anything that's bad necessarily. Like I told you, you know, e even in the beginning when I was planning all this and thinking about all this, I never had a moment where it was God that told me. Like I never said God told me to go to Mexico. It was really, mm -hmm. you know, something that I desired and something that I wanted to do. And so there was always room for the Holy Spirit to intervene at any moment and intercept in any moment. And he did yeah. two weeks out. Um, and so that's how we got to the me still being in Florida six months later <laughs> and not in Mexico and kind of yeah. what that looked like um, for me. So that's been the journey so far. And it was something that, like I said, I, I think it came with practice of knowing God and like learning him and being submitted to him to not be so married to my plans and what I wanted to do that I couldn't listen and pivot whenever he called me to do that. Um, and that so, yeah. you could trust that his plan is good and better than anything you could have imagined. Like you're yep. really good about just knowing like, well, if God said it, then <laughs> must be good. Yeah. Must be better than what I had. Absolutely. Absolutely. And still in the middle of discovering what those plans are. Right. Because this week yeah. there's a lot of things that popped off in my mind in regards to dreams and visions that he's given me a couple of years ago that I'm going to be able to take action on because of the position I'm in now, like where I'm at and what's coming and things that I'm going to be able to work on to expedite those things. Because for me, I think my main focus of wanting to go to Mexico was really about the financial benefits because of what I experienced when I was there of like, 
I can live in Mexico in the luxury for a fraction of the price that it costs me to live <laughs> minimally here in the U.S. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, maybe that's a way I can work on my dreams and visions. And God just completely redirected everything, kept me here, but still giving me a means to make those dreams happen. Um, and it's still exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that's how I know, you know, so that's yeah. what I meant by last week of like, I, I know I'm directly in God's will. Um, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing for this moment. But this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing a year ago, like, because the season changed. And so when, right. in the moment and the purpose had changed as well. And so that's where we're at now. Um, no longer when there. You, um, at the beginning, you said like people hear God's will concerning you and it feels big and it feels overwhelming mm. how do you think that you've been able to take that and make it into like bite-sized pieces instead of it seeming like so big to you that it's just like a normal part of your everyday yeah life you yeah know? yeah it's definitely step by step that's where we're at now like i i'm i've gotten comfortable with saying i don't know when people ask me questions mm. of what's next? What are you doing? What's the move? I don't know. God hasn't told me that yet. So I'm not going to worry about what that looks like next. And so that that brings a level of peace too, of being okay, not knowing, like being in the uncertainty. And that's such an uncomfortable place to be in sometimes, especially with control freaks and wanting to know everything and figure everything out. But being able to be seated in uncertainty brings a level of peace that I had not ever experienced before. And so that's what makes it more manageable is because it's literally a day to day, like, okay, Lord, waking up in the morning, what are we doing today? What's your instruction? What's your direction? What does today look like? And doing that every yeah. single day. And that's how we get six months in. And we're like seeing God put pieces of the puzzle together and seeing him orchestrate things because I take it day by day, one step at a time and not trying to get ahead of him and trying to figure out what the next year looks like for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes it way more manageable. Um, and there's something too, like a lot of times I see God working and just speaking in, in different directions, but about the same thing. And I see him doing that now when it comes to purpose and his will. Um, and I'm, I'm reading and studying a Bible study from Priscilla Shire now called Discerning the Voice of God. It's so, so good. Um, discerning the voice of God and learning how to recognize when God speaks. And in this week's lesson, I've been reading, um, and she's been going in great detail about what it looks like to hear from God, what it sounds like. How do you know that it's his will? How do you know that it's what you're supposed to do? And one major point um, that she brings up is that God's will will never contradict his word. Like if you're sensing yeah. or you're considering or thinking about doing something, or maybe you heard from God, you're not sure, always measured against the standard. And the standard for us as believers is his word. You know, is this honoring to God? Is what you're considering doing, does it honor God? Does it bring glory to God? Um, and that's something that last year, I think I adopted for me personally regarding decision-making and how I make decisions for my life. And I said, the three things now that matters to me and how I will filter my decision is number one, is it honoring to God? Number two, does it bring me joy? And number three, does it give me peace? Those three things. If we check off all of those, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Like, I don't always know if it's me and, and what I want to do or if it's God. But if it's honoring to him, I'm going to try it and see where it leads to. Um, and so she says his will will never contradict his word. 
Um, and then one, one quote that I highlighted in here that I really love is that she says to stop frantically searching for God's will and start frantically searching for God himself. Um, and that's something I think we do a lot. It's like, what's your will? What's your will? What's your purpose? What's your person? We're always wanting to get something from God. But when you have a desire to want to know him personally and want to know him as a friend, as a confidant, and want to get to know him intimately, he reveals all these other things to you. Like he'll show you all the other things that, that you're asking him about when the motive is right and when the motive is pure and when you want to, to yeah. know him. Um, and so I think those are my, my biggest takeaways about what God's will looks like is that one, it changes. It can change based on what season you're in, you know, where you're at, what you're doing. Um, and it always, it will always align with the standard of God, with this word, um, with whatever is glorifying to him. It'll never go against that. Um, and a lot of times it starts with obedience. Most of the time, God's will starts with obedience. And so if you've heard from him before and, and you're supposed to do something, you haven't done it, maybe that's God's will for you now is to walk in obedience. And maybe that looks like apologizing or maybe that looks like saying no, or maybe that looks like changing an attitude or habit or behavior. Like that's God's will too. It's not always this grand thing of like stopping world hunger. It's obedience in your day-to-day -day life. What did God tell you to do last? That's his will for you today. Let's work on that. And then we can graduate and move on and go to other things. But that that's what it looks like for me. Um, and I remember... Uh, Amherst and I used to work together, for those of you that don't know. We'll share that part of our story. Uh, probably next month you'll get to know how we met and everything. But I remember talking to you about this specifically one day at work and you saying something very profound when we were out on the patio. And I would love for you to share what you said, because I think it's something that a lot of us experience and things that maybe trip us up. Um, so share a little bit about what you said and what that means to you and how you've seen that play out in, in your life. I'm going to start by saying I'm so glad that we had a prep call because had you just gone into conversation, I would have been like, what did I say? <laughs> what happened? I say a lot of things and usually so I regret much. them. So uh, <laughs> um, I think I just simply said like God's will was never meant to paralyze you. Like mm -hmm. God's will is not supposed to be confusing. It's not supposed to be this thing that's overwhelming or this thing that keeps you in fear from moving. Um, especially from moving, I feel like a lot of times God does his best work when we're walking along a path that at least that point he can be like, not here, let's go yes. this way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I remember, I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but, um, my best friend Casey serves in the office of, um, pastor at her church and, uh, she, at one point she had someone come to her and ask her a question like, I'm trying to decide between this thing and this thing, and I'm just so overwhelmed and like, whatever. I just don't know what God's will is. Mm. And she said, um, God's will is less concerned about your location and more concerned about the posture of your heart. Wow. If that Mic doesn't drop. everything you <laughs> need to know. Stop the podcast. It's That's really about you. It's really about you walking in tune, like you said, obedience and just like if you're heading down those pathways, like that's that's where God's will is, you yeah. know? That's where you're gonna find it. That if you're gonna find it, yeah. that's where it's gonna be. Yeah. 
And I had a friend that actually um, went on, went to Juice today <laughs> with my friend. And she was saying that she really feels like she's in a season where God's saying, Juice. And she said, that's been very different because usually she's wanting this one thing, like, God, tell me what it is. Yeah. And she's like, I'm in a situation where God's like present, or I've been presented with a few different things. And when I bring it before God, I feel very much freedom and peace to choose between those things. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, God's going to bless what you're in. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the will of God, if you are following him, if you're being obedient, if you're doing whatever, like God's answer and hand is on that thing, which mm. is really cool. Mm. Um, my personal experience with this is very interesting. And I was going to ask you, um, this question, but I kind of will just tell my experience with it. Okay. I, um, you were saying like, God didn't say go to Mexico. Mm -hmm. It was like a thing that you brought up and a thing that you prayed about. Yeah. And I was like, but what about those people that have heard from God one thing and then it's different mm. now in a different season? Mm was that God then? And is this God now? Like, that's a hard <laughs> thing to yeah. reconcile with. Yeah. So for me, um, speaking of Florida, I feel like this is like the biggest thing for me was Florida. So I, it is no secret, no harm to the people in Florida. I know you love your state. No harm to anything that goes on in Florida. I hated Florida with every fiber of my being <laughs> quite literally i do not care if i ever step foot in florida again i hated it i everything about florida i hate it and like i know you're probably like amber don't use the word hate it hated <laughs> vitriol in my soul for florida um so when i lived there i did not have a good attitude. And I did not think that it was actually going to be for a long time. Mm. And I do believe that that was something that God had revealed to me. Like once I was there, I felt like I knew that it wasn't going to be super long term. I didn't know if that was a year, five years, I had no clue, 10 yeah. years. Who yeah. knew? Um, but I just knew that it wasn't going to be long term. But a thing that God did tell me was that I needed to plant roots, mm. that I needed to, um, that it wasn't, it wasn't um, my responsibility to, like, protect myself from, like, getting too close to people or mm. doing all these things because I know God's not keeping me here long term. <laughs> no, God brought me here for this season of life. Yeah. And in that, he's asked me to make relationships. He's asked me to put down roots. He's asked me to do all these things. And, like, I was not doing it. I was like, I don't care. Mm, no. <laughs> this is not what's happening to rebel um, y'all rebel but i felt it i oh <laughs> yeah and i have repented since then um but i remember this was 2020 and um i started off 2020 and i was like you know what lord i'm gonna go in with a better attitude mm -hmm. i'm gonna actually listen to what you're like listen to what you're telling me and i'm gonna put down roots like mm -hmm. you said to do that so that's what i'm gonna do i go i found find an apartment all the while, by the way, I've been praying for mm, about two years about if I could transition from the job that I was in. And I never, never, I'm not saying peace is the marker, but mm -hmm. peace is a marker yeah. at times yeah. about an indication of, you know, if you should do something or not. Um, and so I've been praying about it. No peace. Like, no, you cannot. 
this is not the time. No, you cannot keep going. So I'm like, okay, well, if you said no, then I'm going to go to the last thing that you told me to do. Mm. And the last thing that you told me to do was put down roots. Mm. And so I get an apartment, start forming deep relationships, start doing all of this stuff. Guys, I was in this apartment <laughs> three months. Actually, no. Women's conference was June, right? Yes. I moved in the apartment in May. And in June, Jesus told me I could leave. Mm. All the peace mm. in the world that I could leave. Imagine that. And I was like, I just got an apartment. <laughs> what do you mean? You could have left two years ago had you obeyed. <laughs> and so it was this whole thing of like, but God, is that your will? Or is this like, yeah. what, was I not hearing you then? Or am I not hearing you now? Mm. And I was hearing him in both. Mm -hmm. um, but this step required obedience to this step. Come on. There, you know, like yeah. God's will isn't disconnected or disjointed. Like, yes, in one season, he may tell you something and in another season, it may tell you whatever, but it's all God's will, all connected. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would just tell, you know, whoever that may be questioning. Yeah, sometimes we hear, sometimes it's us and not God. But like, if you are like, I really feel like God told me this yeah i'm now questioning if that was god's voice i would say one bring it before god he's you know you'll you'll know and two, be obedient to that last thing that he told you um and then i think in general as both of us have like walked with god um and walked intimately with god and like you were saying priscilla shire was saying about you know motive and making sure that you're seeking god himself and not just his will mm -hmm. um i think that his will just becomes so much more apparent to you i'm not saying you're always gonna know but it doesn't yeah. feel like this big thing that i'm having to tackle yeah it just feels like i'm communing with god and he's leading and directing and guiding it doesn't feel like god what's your will <laughs> concerning but it just feels like yeah. normal and natural you know yeah. and do I still have questions about things? For sure. But it's not the primary thing that I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I'm in the will of God Amen. and I'm walking along with him. And as I keep walking, he will keep revealing mm -hmm. those things that I don't mm -hmm. have answers to. Amen. That's so true. And I, that is so very true. As you were saying, I'm thinking my prayers have changed in this season because I'm not praying like, Lord, show me what to do, where to go. It's not, Lord, what's your will? It's like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be learning? What, you know, what do you want to teach me here? You know, how am I supposed to be representing you here? Like prayers change when you know that you're where you're supposed to be. That's so true. That's so true. Wow. I think too, like I was saying the whole thing about like, um, the will of God isn't meant to paralyze you. And again, I was saying, walk and let God direct you. And so in, in, in that way, similarly, I feel like my prayers have changed in that I'm not praying for the next step but as i'm walking i'm saying god are you in this yeah. are you like i'm willing to pivot yeah. it's just so different like before i wouldn't take a single step until i knew yeah. that it was the perfect will of god <laughs> yeah, um, that's real. and i and i think i think in not walking sometimes you do miss it yeah. you're like you're stagnant you to catch the next rhythm you know <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah and so i even with like specifically um one thing i mentioned last week what one of my goals is youtube and uh being consistent on that and doing 52 videos this year and just making sure that i'm putting out content and allowing god to use that as ministry for me okay. and it, i texted my friend casey and i was like um it feels so different that i'm not asking god 
God, am I supposed to be doing this? I mm. already know. And yes. it's just like, God, am I doing this correctly? Yes. Or is there a better strategy? Or like, yes. you know, <laughs> or like, am I, do you still want me to be doing this? But mm-hmm. I'm always going to be found walking and doing and oh. being obedient. Yes. And if he decides to change that, okay, but I'm not going to be found still yes. and confused. Amen. That's not his will for you. I can promise you. <laughs> That's not his will for you. Confusion, not his will for you. So how about you take a step with the right heart of like, God, I'm trusting that you will guide and lead and direct me and allow him to redirect you and move you if he so chooses. Yes. Yes. Because he always will. He will always do that. He can't, but he can't move. He can't redirect you if you're not moving. It's like, I think you gave this example too when you were talking about that. It's like a car, like gps cannot redirect you if you're still in your parking spot like she'll say okay reroute take the next route and you know we'll tell you to go a different route if you're moving god can only redirect what's moving if you're stagnant and stuck and scared and paralyzed in fear he can't redirect anything so just start make a move (laughs) just just start i i think that like we would be remiss if we were to say um Hey guys, this is the only time we're ever going to talk about the will of God. Like, Jeffrica and I, one, I think we're still discovering layers and characteristics of God and different yeah. things. Um, and as our lives keep growing and expanding and God keeps leading, obviously we're discovering more things and we'll have more to talk about. Um, but I think this was like a really great way to start this. Mm-hmm. And I think I would love if you guys have questions or thoughts or like whatever, like I would love for us to do a part two to this mm-hmm. and like kind of figure out um more because there's always more yeah. to say i think we've shared like one story and one story and yeah, yeah there's <laughs> overflowing of things that we could share For but sure. is there anything else that you were like really wanting to share specifically about god's will yeah last thing i, I think you. even just like our conversation and our approach to this podcast and these episodes like we have a list of a plan of content that and ideas and things that we can talk about but we want, like you said, to always be found in God's will and we want him to lead. And so just us deciding, you know, what is God talking about this week? You know, how is he leading us this week? Okay, that's what we need to share. That's what we need to talk about because we want to be able to give rhema words from God. We want to be in the moment of what he's showing us, what he's saying, and we want to be able to follow where he's leading. So I think even the decision to, you know, make this episode about God's will because that's where we're at and what we're experiencing in this moment is obedience and that's what it looks like it's an example of what it means to flow with god in the moment and where we're at um and so we want everything that we do and everything that we touch to be led by the holy spirit and that's going to include what's discussed on this podcast and and when it's discussed based on where he's leading but yeah Yeah. i love it that's it yay Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and watching. I found out last week that you guys can watch on Spotify. <laughs> Brand new information to this girl. Yes. So I said last week, you can only watch on YouTube, but yay, you can watch on Spotify too. But yeah. thank you guys so much for joining. We'll be back next week with another episode and we will see you guys then. Bye. Bye.